0: Hello, and welcome to the White Shorts podcast. I'm Bella Cartman, and I'll be your host for the series. Now, this podcast came about from conversations I've had with players, coaches, and fans of women's football and women's sport. There is so much being discussed on a daily basis about challenges faced by female players, the improvements we would like to see in the game, and how there are these amazing women quietly working away to improve our clubs and associations for the women of tomorrow. With the recent explosion in women's sports, I sought out a platform where I could learn more about these incredible women and what they're doing for Women's Football in New Zealand. What I found should have come as no surprise, but this platform did not exist. So, the White Shorts podcast was born. This podcast aims to bring to light the work being done by these incredible women, along with highlighting some of the adversities they have faced by being involved in the game. Each week, I'll be joined by a player, coach or manager from around New Zealand for a fireside chat. We'll talk about their motivations, their journeys, and crucially, what they've learned along the way. So come join us, and we hope these discussions inspire ones of your own. Morning all, and welcome to episode 10 of the White Shorts podcast. Big milestone in series one, and I'm pretty stoked that we've made it all the way to, to, yeah, to episode 10. Um, joining us today is episode two guest, Jess Fuller. So, yeah, thanks for coming back on the pod, mate. It's great to have you here.
1: No, good to be back. It feels like a a kid on Christmas with the World Cup coming up. I don't know about you, but it's starting to get proper exciting.
0: Oh, dude, it's absolutely mental. And, like, actually starting to see all of, like, the advertisements and hype and, like, at Auckland Airport having all the, like, FIFA stuff in the terminal and actually seeing it starting to pick up. I mean, we're, what, two weeks out, so it's pretty short term but we'll take what we can get
1: yeah and even just having the football ferns on one news on a regular basis is quite nice right okay makes a difference from having the all blacks (laughs)
0: literally imagine if it continues after the world cup how cool would that be um that'd be very um, cool yeah no hopefully
1: they've got hopefully they've got your one news doing that doing that
0: segment by then <laughs> oh we've got a long way to go we we'll need to touch up the makeup a bit more if I'm showing face rather than just putting the <laughs> <audio clip out. laughs> um right we'll jump into it because we're going to keep this episode short and snappy so it's nice and digestible for everyone um we're just going to run through group by group what we're thinking what's the drama and yeah Jess will give some of her stellar opinions on how things are shaping up uh first up we've got group A. So we've got New Zealand, Norway. Hey! <laughs> go on, the girls. And we've got New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, and Switzerland. Pretty varied group. And obviously, like got to back our girls in group A. Um I think we're both like we are chatting just before, we're both definitely hoping for the New Zealand coming through top of top of group A. Um, and we were just actually chatting. Like we're seeing so much social media content from the Norway team about them coming over to New Zealand. How exciting! So good. You open up TikTok, Instagram,
1: it's all Norway arriving at the airport. Norway visiting. Norway getting coffees. It's it's good. It's good to see them in New Zealand and embracing that culture as well.
0: Yeah, shit. Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, what are you reckon for Group A? I mean, obviously, yeah, New Zealand number one. But yeah. any, other, any other predictions or thoughts? I'm
1: gonna. I'm gonna just back the goals and go to New Zealand number one talk into existence, you know, we need to score a few more goals, but well I think it's gonna come. But no, jokes aside, I think Switzerland I think Switzerland will play some decent football. You know, they got um Leah Walty. Yeah. And a bunch of other good players. Yeah. So I think if I had to pick other team other than New Zealand and kinda know not be optimistic I'd say Switzerland yeah Um. but I think Norway Norway will be quite a good challenge but I still think still think football fans are gonna win that first game yeah so I'm
0: gonna
1: go New Zealand I'm gonna go New Zealand Switzerland
0: New Zealand Switzerland okay well yeah you're saying Leah Walty, who's a bit of a club legend uh where she plays but you know we've got Ingrid um and you know what her last name's gone out of my head but Ingrid um for Norway you know she's just come off the back of a Champions League win with Barcelona so also a pretty strong contender in that Norway team. Um, New Zealand team squad just got announced a couple of days ago. What are your kind of initial thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, it was good. Some speakers <laughs> most, and unexpected yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, some. I think it's got a good balance of youth and um, some senior players in there, so it was quite exciting. I think it's quite a few... Um, People making their World Cup debuts, which is quite cool as well. And then obviously a couple of players returning for, I think, their fifth World Cup. So it's quite cool to have that balance.
0: What well, yeah. your thoughts? Well, we got, I mean, exactly what you say. Yeah, like 10 debuts and seeing some of those younger girls that have, like, you've seen come up through kind of the under 17s, under 20s, and, you know, kind of lighting up the A League a bit and seeing them come through into that senior squad is just so exciting. And, like, gives so much hope for the future of the squad because i think like we're in a huge development phase right now and you know if we're thinking five years down the line knowing these girls are having their first world cup now and knowing what they can grow into in five years it's just like gives so much hope for the future of the squad um and kind of how we're going to yeah. do it um but also yeah massive shout out also specifically to Annalie longo coming back from acl injury and making the squad so so exciting so good so good i got a question for you then bella me.
1: who's going to be football fans top goal scorer at the tournament we're yeah. talking things into existence we've got to see the goals to visualize
0: the goals. <laughs> yeah just so that
1: they happen
0: just to let all the listeners know jess is on a bit of a visualization buzz at the moment Hence <laughs> <everybody>. <laughs> um, I, oh god Top goal scorer. I'm going to have to come back to you on that and think about it.
1: Um,
0: I've been thinking, to be fair, I haven't given much thought to top goal scorer, but I'm really hoping for a massive shift all tournament from Claudia Bunge. I reckon she's going to have an absolute stellar tournament. Like she's been so good in the A-League. And... Yeah, I reckon she's really gonna shine. We've been seeing so much promo of it, which has been amazing. Um, okay, so you're going New Zealand, Switzerland. I'm gonna go New Zealand, Norway, Group A. Oh. Uh, yeah, just, you know, gotta make things interesting. Um, Group B, we've got Australia, Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada. Now, this is, a, I reckon, one of the more interesting groups. Um, obviously, Australia, Canada, on the face of it, would be the favourites um, coming through. You know, we've got Canada who have consistently been in World Cup finals, consistently been in Olympic finals, have a few medals under their belts. Um, and then we've got fan favourites Australia, like it's coming in with so much hype behind them. Ireland have a few names. Um, big names in their squad, but probably a bit more of a dark horse coming into the tournament. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think I think Ireland actually could be a team to just watch out for. You yeah. know, like, I feel like they could be a bit of an underdog. I feel yeah. like they've got something to prove. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that could be interesting. And then, of course, Nigeria will be interesting because all the speculation about them possibly second their head coach because of him coming out and saying there's a lack of support, which seems to be kind of a bit of a theme of the tournament. Yeah, but so hopefully that doesn't happen because, you know, you don't really want to see anybody get sacked a week out from the tournament, especially for, essentially, he's just trying to do what he thinks is right, is he's not doing anything wrong and he's just asking for his players to get the support they deserve, so that's a bit sad. But um, and in Canada, I think Canada will be always quite a solid team. So I think it's a really good pull. and I'm looking forward to watching the football ferns versus Norway, and then nipping down to hopefully a pub that's playing the Australia and Ireland one on the TV straight afterwards. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, as you said, Nigeria, unfortunately, one of the many teams coming into this tournament, um, facing a lot of internal politicking within their federations. Um, and yeah, as you said, like coach getting sacked and then I just I did just read on the mirror yeah like apparently they're gonna maybe boycott their first game as well but again it's the mirror so I don't know how much we can trust that source and hopefully they're completely wrong as they are (laughs) many a time so yeah okay what what are your predictions for group b top two going through um I'll
1: go Australia top you know what I'm gonna risk it for a biscuit and I'm gonna say Ireland are going to beat Canada and Ireland are going to be second.
0: I was going to join you on that one. I reckon, yeah, I mean, Ireland have got, like, the likes of Katie McCabe, who's an absolute weapon on the pitch. And, yeah, I mean, obviously got to back our girls over on the other side of the ditch with Aussie. So, yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Aussie, going through top – i I'm, I'm gonna go Canada second just with their history and also Jesse yeah. Fleming Jesse Fleming's an absolute favorite player of mine. So I would love to see her and the Canada girls do quite well this World Cup. Also, for the listeners, we're gonna visit this at the end of the tournament and rack up. <laughs> see who see who called called the best shots here. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so group A, group B, we've got group C, who we've got Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. On the face of it, maybe not the most interesting of groups, but with some recent happenings in the football world starting to shape up to be quite the group. What do you reckon?
1: Yes, exciting. The Zambia and Germany game. And I think, uh, to me, it just sums up how good this tournament's going to be. Yeah. Just with like with with teams with injuries, Um but then also having more teams in the tournament at brings different style of play. And I think you saw that with Zambia. Zambia's attacks, I think, were a bit different to how <laughs> how Germany has <have laughs> been um, attacked against previously. And teams are going to have to adapt. And I think that's what's going to be so cool. We're going to see so many different styles of football at this tournament come across against other styles of football and teams having to adapt on the spot. So, yeah, the goals and the pace... The attacking pace that Zambia bring—it's—it's it's scary, and I think there'll be similar, similar teams. So we're gonna have the same sort of game plan, I think.
0: Yeah. So for maybe some of the listeners who um, Zambia. So we're recording this what Sunday, 9th of July. So yesterday, I believe it was um, Zambia, who are ranked number seventy-seven in the world, I believe, beat number two Germany, three-two, which is just a huge upset um in the football world obviously so yeah I think that's such a great point you make Jess. like adapting on the spot is going to be a major factor in this tournament
1: it's good. oh it's so exciting I just love it so much I just I just feel like it could be an underdogs tournament this tournament
0: yeah well I mean we saw that with the and,
1: and you know uh,
0: what? I'm I'm back in the football pants. <laughs> oh, um, hey, yeah. Let's go all the way. I mean, we saw it, and you know, this is a women's football podcast, but we saw it with the Men's FIFA World Cup in Qatar last year, like yeah. going all the way through to, what was it, quarters or semis? Can't remember off the top of my head, but that was an underdog tournament with so many upsets, and which is what made it such a great tournament to watch. Barring all of the controversy that was, you know meshed in there. But, yeah, so again, just World Cup after World Cup, we've got football drama. Um, yeah okay, so, but, yep,
1: yeah. I'll go, I'll go Spain, Japan,
0: Spain, Japan. yeah, yeah. I'm going to join you with on that one. Yeah.
1: but but here's the thing that I say that right now, I and mean, I'm like, but Zambia, Japan's gonna be some game
0: as yeah, I mean, well, and Zambia are going to be coming in to the tournament with such a confidence boost now.
1: Yeah, they look like they had won the World Cup at the end of that game.
0: <laughs> that, like, that mindset can play into it so much, like just as much as yeah. the defeat's going to play into Germany's mindset. It could really impact those first few games that these teams are playing. Yeah,
1: uh, no, I, I'll I'll still back. I'll I'll still back Spain
0: and um Japan. Spain and Japan. Okay. I mean, again, I, don't, I we haven't even touched on it, but Spain's coming into this tournament with a whole bunch of controversy themselves like their federation just as we were saying with Nigeria like their federation's completely not backing the girls at all and we're seeing just time and time again their federation's not putting any backing behind that top women's team and players are walking out you know they a few months ago or what was the end of last year their whole first squad walked and we're like, we're not going to play for the federation. We don't want to represent you because you're not treating us equally and we're not getting what we deserve. And the federation turned down and was like, cool. Okay. We'll, we'll play with our seconds then. See you sis. Like we talk about this controversy so much because, and we we saw it with the Western Springs girls as well. Like if we're talking a bit closer to home, like having to train for a world cup and you know, you work your whole life for this moment But then also having to fight every single day for just basic necessities to do what you love is absolutely exhausting for players. And so these players aren't coming in with the best mindset or, you know, they're exhausted coming into this tournament. And so that as well could have a massive impact on how some of these teams perform.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, uh, like, I think it's sad because this tournament, it's, like, it's obviously going to be the biggest one yet, by the sounds of it, I think, in terms of coverage. And it's sad that there's this negative spin to it happening in the background. But hopefully the tournament as a whole can perhaps be used as a platform to have that change. Because I think the change needs to happen at this this high level for it to then happen at the grassroots level. And, yeah. you know, like, there'll be stuff going around around the grassroots level around the whole world. You know, yeah. Western Springs is one story, but there'll be many more. So I think it's, it's a chance for leaders, leaders with money, some perhaps not leaders, maybe partnerships or investments. I don't know the correct word to actually go off. Oh, we want to, we want to make change here and use the tournament as a platform to do so. But, you know, fingers crossed and, Hopefully the impact, hopefully the teams in the tournament are not letting the outside stuff impact them too much.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Group D, I mean, again, same, like some of the same themes that we just talked about with some of these teams as well, but we've got England, Haiti, Denmark and China PR. Um, I mean, just straight off the bat, England, they were my favourites coming into this tournament. Until all those injuries occurred in the squad, maybe not so much anymore, but again, just such a strong presence in women's football as a whole, but also massive threat coming into this tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, English parents, born in England, so quite biased, but yeah, again, they were my favourites. I always want to say they still are my favorite slightly, but I'm not sure if that's just the fan in me. <laughs> and it's like irrational logic. Um but you know, they they talk the younger players in the squad have talked about how they've got kind of to step up because their leaders are missing, that gives them an opportunity. And the way they do talk about it, they obviously have media training, but it does feel like they they see it as an opportunity to step into those shoes rather than a oh no, we're missing X, Y, and Z. Um like you mentioned before, the media, they've now got a bunch of players sidelined, but who are actually doing positive things in the media back home, why the rest of the team's overseas. So uh, there is a positive spin to all of those injuries that are happening.
0: Group D, I'm going to back, still going to back England, number one. I think they're just such a force, even with their missing players. Um, and then I'm going to go to Denmark, number two. Um, not going to lie, don't um, know much about the rest of the team so it's a bit of a stab in the dark but yeah i'm back in denmark number two i want to match your
1: pick and i'm also going to add something from there. and i reckon ella toon is going to have a fantastic tournament
0: okay group E, group there yeah. group e we've got another big name player we've got usa we've got vietnam netherlands and portugal again very very interesting group um can't go past elephant in the room favorites usa currently na- ranked number one in the world huge huge celebrity um presence huge footballing presence won the last last two world cups i think is it. will it be their third consecutive if they won this or is it second so. we'll fact check that um well <laughs> just just they've won a lot <laughs>
1: yeah they've won a lot
0: they've won a lot um <laughs> So, yeah, USA, I mean, latest news coming out of USA is Megan Rapinoe, who was probably the biggest kind of star to come out of the last World Cup. You know, you've got her famous celebration, arms open wide, standing there, looking out at the crowd. Um, she's, yeah, announced her retirement, which is, I mean, I don't think so. Your fact was correct. Fact was correct. The old noggin. it times, 1991,
1: 1999. 2015 and 2019
0: Nice. Yes. okay the noggin can still recollect some things um <laughs> yeah I mean we've got Megan Rapino announcing her retirement I don't think it came as a surprise but still very gutting to you know she's such a big player and she's had such a massive impact on one the game but also like everything that comes with the game she's been a massive player in that pay parity resource parity conversation um so yeah for her to have kind of her last tournament I don't know whether It'll be an interesting one whether and I'm gonna put it out there and maybe this is a bit negative, but whether she can keep up at this level. Um still, I know. Big call. Jess has just made a face for all the listeners. Um <laughs> but you know, she's she's um if I could be a player, it would be Megan Rapino. I just absolutely absolutely love this football. Um her crosses into the into the box are just magnific. Um so yeah, I'm backing her all the way, but She's a vet, man. She is a vet.
1: Yeah, but alongside those vets, like they do have like uh, is it Sophia Smith? Sophia yeah. Smith, their forward. Like she looks quality. Yeah. That's... So they do have that up that often and common and talents yeah. as well. So maybe maybe she's just gonna be on the bench and watching the younger players
0: Impact player. Do the job our work. Yeah. No, our coach likes to call them. Um well yeah, again, like <laughs> just like the New Zealand team usa massive um kind of split of veteran players and some newbies like real youngins coming in for the first tournament so again like some injuries as well that have taken out big names becky saubern not coming along um i got i got my hat signed by her when she was here doing some of those showcase games so i was quite gutted to see her drop from the roster not drop, but pulled out from the roster um so yeah usa missing a few big name players as well which I don't know. With the depth they have, you wouldn't think would have an impact on their squad, but again, you just never know with tournaments like this. So, yeah, we got USA as you know pretty strong contenders, and you've got Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal as the other three. Um, What do you reckon between Netherlands and Portugal? I reckon it's going to be a tight battle. I think it'll be extremely tight. I'm
1: going to go with Netherlands, but I reckon it'll be quite a Nice. I reckon a three-two
0: type game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I mean, Netherlands missing a key player with Viv Miedema, Another one. Another one with scorer scorer as well. Yeah, taken out with an ACL injury, which is gutting. Um, but I don't know. I'm mm. gonna go. I'm gonna go USA number one, Portugal number two. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Because I really want to beat you at this. So then when
1: we do the <laughs> roundup. I'm quite competitive, as you know. And, like, I know that I'm going to have to take... Like, I can't do everything the same as you. So, like, part of me is like, oh, go Netherlands, Portugal to get there. And if it happens, it happens. But, no, I won't do that. Because I won't do that. It would be like throwing, throwing money away. But um, we'll go. I'm going to go. Okay, I'll go to USA, Netherlands. Yeah. I think mean, it's,
0: still I... it's still different. still different. That's good. I think you might. you can yeah. be. Wanna... um. Okay, group F, we've got France, Jamaica, Brazil, Panama, another pretty interesting group, a lot of a lot of drama going on and behind the scenes in this group. Um, so we've got France has faced major controversy with their coach, sacked sector, sector the coach, like, what, t- t- three weeks ago now, it must be. My discussion you know, is completely out of whack, but, you know, Coach was having major beef with some of their key players, key players walking out, key players coming back into the squad last minute with Coach leaving. You know, like, it's a pretty tumultuous time three weeks out from the major tournament like this. So, while a pretty strong squad, a lot going in behind the scenes. Yeah, huge. And I think think it's a shame as well
1: because I think France, like, on paper... But I just don't see them with the disruption they've had before. Before the tournament even kicks off, I can't can't see it. Before. I can see them. I can see them getting out the group, I think. But I can't see them. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe once they're out of the country and they're in their own bubble. Yeah, they can, they can sort things out quickly. Like yeah, um, I kind to of put that. So I don't know. It's a it's a tough one.
0: Yeah, I think maybe with like if it was just player player and uh federation drama but i think losing your coach kind of three four weeks out from kickoff is just such a blow to um you know just rocks the boat so much um so yeah it'll be an interesting one to see how they kind of play out in reality we've then got jamaica who are fundraising 150 grand to try cover their travel costs to get over here like Like, that's a lot of sausages bella it's like it's
1: not. That's it's actually stupid. Like I, like people need to actually no seriously. Like I was talking to my mum about this last night, and she was like, yep. "Do they have a GoFundMe
0: page?" Like my mum was like, "I like truly like it's madness." Like as we mentioned before, and then you know they're coming into this and they're having to you know kind of go through all that and seeing some of these other teams you know fly and first class and you know come in in very comfortable conditions like I don't know if that would play into your psyche as well if you'd have a bit of a chip on your shoulder coming into the tournament or you know yeah
1: but they, they could work in your favor as well right because they yeah. like I don't want to assume anything but they are probably way more grateful perhaps like everyone's grateful they've been there it's such an honor representing your country but they are probably that tiny they've probably got that tiny bit more gratefulness to actually be there because they would have gone through so much to get there so maybe you know and they've all gone through that together as a team so maybe that might it depends how they look at it right
0: it'll be interesting to see how jamaica yeah whether that anger kind of fuels their fire a bit um and then brazil obviously another huge name in football um we've got marta who one of the greatest to ever do it. She's announced it's her last World Cup as well. She'll just bring so she much... Bit. She has a yeah. <laughs> She a a Um uh. and She'll just bring so much experience to that squad. And, yeah, again, I think it will be maybe a similar situation to Megan Rapino. I don't know how many minutes she'll get on the field, but I think even just having her there in the squad will just bring so much value to some of those other players.
1: I'm going to go Brazil and France, but I do think Jamaica, I think Jamaica's going to be uh, a hearty team to watch if that makes sense. Like, they. I don't think they're going to, could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to win many games, but I think they're going to be that team that everyone's kind of quietly rooting for. Yeah. They play with their hearts on their sleeves type thing. I think,
0: yeah. It'll be another cool running situation with the bobsled.
1: Exactly. Yes, yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I'll go Brazil one, France two, I think. Um, yeah, I, love- I didn't say that, but yeah,
1: Brazil one, France
0: two. Yeah, well, I'd love to see Jamaica go through there. I just maybe think it's a bit bit out of reach. The second to last group, we've got Group G. We've got Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina. We were talking before, Sweden's kind of my, if I wasn't going England, I don't know, I have a feeling about Sweden. You Know there's just something playing in the back of my mind. Maybe they'll maybe they'll go all the way this year, we'll see. But yeah, I think I'm calling Sweden as a bit of a dark horse in this tournament.
1: That's fair, that's fair. I think, yeah, I think they're definitely got the potential there to do quite well. I think Italy could be quite interesting as well. Yeah, I'm just I think I'm still going to Sweden, Argentina. Oh, see, Italy and Argentina is going to be a cracker of a game.
0: Yeah, I reckon like I mean and Argentina will just be so psyched at the moment coming off the back of Men's World Cup one and under twenty men's World Cup one. Yeah. So who's your second then? Sweden? Is Egan Sweden one? I'm gonna go Sweden one. And then you know, my coach is Argentinian, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for him. Uh I'm gonna go Argentina number two. Okay. I'll oh man. Okay, I'll risk it for a biscuit and I'll go Sweden one, Italy two just so we're different so we're different okay um group h final group we've got germany morocco colombia korea republic another massive upset in the last couple of days and we touched on it earlier zambia but germany number two in the world going down to zambia three two what two weeks out from the world cup huge upset yeah
1: big time and it'll be well they've got a bounce now like and it, to be fair, like, there's big talks about the same with the Lionesses not having the best results beforehand. But you do kind of wonder it actually gives them more, more um, motivation to bounce. And like you saw it with, in the men's World Cup with Argentina, you know, losing losing the group game. I kind of, yeah, I, I still back, like, Germany's still top of the group, that group for
0: me. we got to give a shout out to Colombia and their Adidas third kit. Absolute stellar nice. favorite out of the set, you know. They're absolute ripping that kit, it's so so good.
1: I don't know how many go. Oh man, it's so <laughs> yeah,
0: hard. the listeners are so sitting hard. there, stroking her chin, just, <laughs> just wondering what <laughs> her face this is really like um, right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go Korea. You're gonna go Korea number two, yeah. Interesting. I know, I know. You know what, just for the kit, just for the third kit, I'm going to go Columbia number two.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a bit left field. <laughs> but you know what, the kit is so sick. I'd love to see that um, promoted a bit more throughout the tournament. Why not? Um, I'll be a um, And Who's your golden boot at the tournament? Golden boot, yes. No, that is a good point. You know what, our f- forwards, thinking about it a bit more, I think... Like the obvious choice would be Wilkie Hannah Wilkinson, um, she's like such a staple in the team up front. But like a lot of our forwards are pretty fresh to the team, like they don't have too many caps under their belt. Um, and so you know what, I'm gonna back Jackie Hand. Yeah, fresh to yeah. the team. Like she, I she, I can't remember how many caps she has off the top of my head, but um. I think it's somewhere sitting around ten, maybe ever so slightly more. But I just think she's a class player. Um, so, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jackie Hand Golden Boot. What do you reckon? I'm gonna go like Grace J. I I
1: just think she's got most. Oh, Gabby Rennie. Oh, it's too hard. No, Gab- I'll go. i Hannah
0: Wilkinson. To be fair, Gabby Rennie was probably gonna be my other pick. Um, yeah, and
1: then like in terms of the visualization theme.
0: I really want Annalie Longo to get the winner in some way. Oh mate, if last Longo yeah, can get a last minute winner, it will just be chaos. Yeah. But, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Well, that is all of our predictions for the World Cup and we'll see who comes out on top uh, in four weeks time or just over four weeks' time. But yeah, oh well thank you thank you so much for jumping on the pod. Um Again, like insights are absolutely brilliant and it's always a blast chatting footy with you. Um so yeah, thanks for jumping on today.
1: No worries, thanks Bella. Awesome and I can't wait to, to hear all the episodes leading up to the World Cup. You're a busy busy human being, so I feel fair at this time, but
0: oh. hopefully other people get on
1: board and it's, it's yeah, I here. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. I'm so excited
0: eh? It's finally here. It's finally oh. here. We've been talking and thinking about this for so long and it's finally upon us. Well, yeah, thank you again to the listeners for tuning in. This was a bit of a different episode, so I hope you enjoyed. Um, But, yeah, like, it's – I just hope you guys are excited as we are because this is just going to be such an amazing tournament. And, you know, I mean, most of you who listen are footballers yourself, so you'll definitely be understanding why Jess and us are just rambling on so excitedly at the moment, but – yeah, thank you again for tuning in. I'll be doing these weekly throughout the tournament, giving quick little updates on what's happening, what's going on. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you again for tuning in, listeners. And, yeah, we will uh, see you again um, for the Side of the World Cup. And, yeah, when it all kicks off. Um, thank you again for tuning in. Cheers.